Hey everybody, I'm Jen Garrett, and I've used my Move the Ball system to help thousands of people to think and execute like a pro athlete when it comes to business and branding. Now, I'm on a mission to help you utilize the same tools and strategies to elevate your hustle and get you across the goal line. So get ready. It's time to suit up, to show up, and to move the ball. Hey, everyone. Jen Garrett here. It's great to be back with you for another episode of Move the Ball. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you've been a part of the Move the Ball movement for quite some time, welcome back. I am glad that you are here with us today. As you all know, on this podcast, we talk about business, branding, sports, and of course, how to move the ball. I have a few things to mention before we get into today's episode, which if you've listened to the show before, this shouldn't be a surprise. So first, if you are not already a subscriber, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you are listening to the show on so that you are always in the know when new episodes drop. And second, if you find the podcast to be of value, share it with someone else too. I'm always looking to grow and reach more people. So you telling a friend or two or three is helpful for me to move the ball. All right. So today I've got a very interesting guest with us, someone who I think does a great job a phenomenal job at producing content. And I'm excited to chat with him and share more about what it is he does and how he's grown his brand and his digital presence. And let me tell you, well, you all know that how much football is a part of my life. I eat, breathe, and sleep it. And this guy produces some of the most entertaining videos, hilarious videos around football, but also other videos too. And we'll talk about that in the show. So inside the huddle with us today and ready to move the ball with us, is Brendan Clinton, a.k.a. Coach 30, a.k.a. Mr. Go 30. Brendan, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Jen. So great to be on the show. I'm excited about what we're going to do and talk about. So, you know, let's go. Let's get, let's get it started. Well, I'm glad to have you here with us today. And as I mentioned, I mean, I think you produce great content. And as a content creator myself, I mean, it's great to have a chat with someone else that's just crushing it out there that's producing very entertaining videos, but I mean, I've seen your brand just kind of take off and I'm just really excited for you to share with us kind of what it is you do and how you've been so successful. So before we get into your content, because you did play football, let's talk about being a competitive athlete. Because one of the things I like to talk about on the show is I like to ask my athletes, what is it about being a competitive athlete and about football specifically that helped you to be successful? I'd say one of the biggest things I took from it was working hard for anything you wanted. Uh, when I first started playing, while I was naturally gifted, I didn't feel like I was naturally as naturally gifted as you know some of the people that I played with. And I always had that drive to be the best. So that took staying out later, you know, after practice to to get uh, extra reps as a wide receiver, running more routes, getting extra conditioning, working on my speed, going to the gym outside of what the school had in place for me. It was going during my own time to 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 work out more and, and doing all those things. It has really taught me. And when you can see those results happen on the field, it just really put in my mind like, OK, so anything that I want, OK, it's going to take a certain amount of work. There's a price tag for it, but, you know, it's attainable. So that's one of the biggest things that that it taught me. And also, you know, if, if you've seen any of my skits, football definitely teaches tough skin. So yes, um, <laughs> that's something that I've all, also taken with me in life. I think it's really helped me, you know, with my relationships with others. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And there's a couple of things that I like that you mentioned. One, the hard work. I mean, no question, no matter what it is that you do in life, whether it's sports related or otherwise, you got to put in the work to be able to be successful. And oftentimes I see people complaining about not getting the results they wanted. But when you ask them, well, what have you done? Mm -hmm. They're not putting in the work. Exactly. So when you do that, when you stay after practice, put in that extra work or, you know, whatever it is, whatever that craft is you're trying to master when you put in those hours and there's no set number of hours. It's about being productive and effective, but you got to do that work to be able to be better at it. Exactly. I believe that 100 percent. And the same thing, I deal with it also in, in content creation where where I see those people as well who, you know, they're wondering why they're not somewhere else. And it's like, oh, well, how consistently are you with your content? How, how dedicated are you? How passionate are you in, in what you're doing? What do you sacrifice to get that content out? I know what that is for me, but you have to do the same thing if you want the same results. Absolutely. Yeah. You need to look at you know, how much do you want it? What are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to do to be able to be successful at whatever it is you're trying to do? Definitely. And the other thing that I like that you mentioned was the having tough skin, because I think that's important, no matter whether you're playing sports or you're trying to succeed in business, inevitably, you're going to have situations where the week just fall apart and you have to develop that, that thick skin. And I remember for me in my, in my work career, you know, I was pretty, pretty naive, thought everybody was nice and no one tried to, to see you fail or sabotage you. And I was in this, role where I learned real quickly that not everybody was on your side or not everybody was there to help you succeed. And in my book, Move the Ball, I talk about recognizing the blitz and how there are people out there on your own life's field too that are purposely intent intending to limit your forward progress. And so this one job that I'm thinking about that I write about in the book, I really developed some thick skin because of it. But that's also served me very well in other parts of my life because I went through that experience. So I think that's an important thing too, that, that playing sports teaches you is that mental toughness and having that tougher skin. Definitely. My, my skits that I do, they come from real life experience, not necessarily, obviously it's, it's a skit and it's meant to be funny. So I exaggerate the, if you ever watch it, it the punchlines at the end are, are most of the time exaggerated. Although people do comment like they've experienced things like that. But in my experience, it, it wasn't something that I experienced. But that being held accountable in front of a, a group and people pointing out your flaws and, and what you've done wrong and how much that kind of hurts in the moment is all it all comes from comes from experience. And, and that was for me what, like I, what I, like I mentioned, helped me just in life in general, just being able so I could take constructive criticism. I could take people like you just mentioned, you know, who, who didn't want to see me win or negative comments, things of that nature. I could be able to kind of brush it off and keep moving. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, there's something I posted the other day too. It was about one of the healthiest habits you can have is to not take things personally. And that's part of having that thicker skin is you just, you just brush it off, right? You don't let things get under your skin, get in your head and you just stay focused on what it is you're trying to do. And, and I read, I read a, a, a good bit and, and that's one of the, I read a book about, um, I think it was called The Untethered Soul. It just, it was just explaining about, you know, kind of the ego and, and our thinking. And, you know, sometimes we, we assign our, our minds to, to do things that are just not qualified to do. And that, and that means like, everybody's not going to like you. People are going to be going through certain things on their own. 
And so, like you just said, don't take everything personal. You don't even understand what that person's going through in their life, what's troubling them, what's bothering them that could cause them to kind of reflect that onto you. And so you kind of just, like you said, don't take it personal and uh, keep, keep it moving. And I like how you mentioned that you don't know what people are going through as well. Oftentimes people that put out negative energy, unless they're just negative people and that's just their vibe. Sometimes they're going through situations where, you know, they're not realizing how they're coming across or they're just going through a tough time. And so sometimes you need to just pause and, you know, let it go or just, you know, respond with kindness too, just to let people know it's okay. I remember as I was listening to, I remember this guy early on this year, he, I posted something on social media and it was about the podcast and, and he wrote me and he's like, listen and learn from a girl about football. He's like, you got to get the F out of here. He's like, why would I ever listen to a woman know anything about football? And this guy and I had been connected on Facebook for a long time. And I had seen some of the things he posted. He had played football at USC. I don't know his full story, but something happened. He ended up getting screwed over. So he was very, very bitter. And so I just reached out and I said, you know, I'm like, maybe you should listen to the podcast and see who I actually have on the show because I have you know, a lot of these guys, NFL folks that really share some great insights. So it's not just listening to me, but it's listening to them. And, and you know, he continued on. I was like, you know, I'm like, I, I don't know your whole story, but, you know, I'm sorry, whatever happened to you. Just know that, you know, I mean, not everybody's a bad person. So I just turned it around, yeah. you know, and made it into a positive. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And I, I would imagine that you probably you get that a lot. And it's just like you said, like, <laughs> look at who I have on. And it's one of the things that that I deal with too, with people. I, I get fans, especially early on. Now, I don't get too many negative comments or feedback. I'm not going to lie. It's it's like it's like a few droplets in like a in, in a in a river as far as dealing with negative comments. But you you will get fans or who's like, oh, they'll talk to they'll speak to a specific coach. And be like that, that coach isn't like that. Right. And they don't really understand the purpose of the skit or what I'm doing. But it's like, man, whatever coach, you know, the coach, uh, this coach isn't like that. You know, you're portraying them wrong. And I'm like, really? But there's there's literally athletes commenting on the same post that you're commenting. D1 athletes, NFL players like, oh, man, that's completely accurate. So it's like, why do you and even players from that team will come in and say, oh, man, it's accurate. And it's like how. Do you as a fan completely disconnected from the team and sometimes never even played is going to say, hey, that's not accurate. So, I mean, it happens. Yeah. And I think the important thing for people listening to take away is you're going to find the, the larger you grow your brand or your business or your digital presence, you're going to get people that are going to have comments where they're maybe disconnected, like you mentioned, so they don't really understand or some people won't see the value that you bring and you just got to brush those off back to the having thick skin. You know, you just can't let them stop you from what it is you're trying to do because there are other people that do provide value. And those are the people you're looking to serve with your content. Definitely. And I have to fight hard not to feed that side of it, feed that negative energy and feed the positive energy because I am the type of person, you know, I want to involve myself in, in the discourse of it. I want to explain things to you and so that you understand my side. I'm not um, opposed to to an argument because I feel like we can both gain certain things from it. But at the same time, I don't want to feed that. And then people get the hint that, oh, that's the way to get a response from him. Because sometimes that's all it is. If I say something negative, now he'll talk with me or comment, reply. 
Yeah, I mean, I think there's a balance there between having a healthy discussion and then just feeding into people's hating and negative negativity. But there's not really a purpose or value for continuing the engagement. Definitely. So let's start with how did you get into like, was there a moment that you decided like, hey, you know what, I'm going to start putting out skits? Because as I mentioned, when I opened the show, you don't just do football skits, you do other ones too, or you've done other ones. So talk to us about that journey. It was at the top of this year. It started with, it really started a while back and then there was a pause and then, and then, you know, the top of this year happened. But really what happened was I did this once, I used to do skits about waves, you know, which is a hairstyle that, that I have had before I grew my hair out. It's just it's like when you lay your curls down or whatever, it forms waves. And I, and I had waves in my hair. So like I would just, after like a, a haircut, I would just, put on like R&B music and like look in the camera and like show off my waves and stuff like that. And but it would only like go on my Instagram story, nowhere else. But I still got feedback from it. People would laugh and, and I liked it. And then I have a friend named Justin, who's a videographer. And one of the skits that I was doing with waves, I called him up. I know he's a videographer. So, hey, let's work on this together. Just something to have fun. It was like a Saturday. I said, hey, let's, let's do this together. And we did it. We put it up on on Instagram and the response was great from it. So after that, I just kind of left it alone. It wasn't anything that I continued to do, but then we continued, obviously we're, we're friends and me and Justin, and we talked about doing skits and, you know, I always had, I just had ideas for skits. And so we were doing this skit uh, about people who talk with their hands and always touch you like in conversations and stuff. We actually never finished it, but, uh, we, we need to, but, um, just in that process, I just realized like, man, this is, this is extremely fun. Like I really like doing this when I'm doing it. I'm just so engaged. I can really feel that passion for this. And so that was just, it was almost like a sign from God. I knew like, okay, this is something that I need to look into. I need to continue with. So it started kind of as a, as, as a group effort, but people have different, different mindsets and different ideas and, and different dedication levels and things of that nature. So it kind of, I kind of started to do my own thing and continue to be consistent. The same things that I told you, you know, I just learned in football, putting in the work, being consistent, putting my head down and just continuing to release skits. And then I did a football one, just had an idea to do a football one about how coaches act in the film room. And it was just something that came to me and I decided to do. But what I didn't really realize at the time was that there really isn't any this wasn't anything anybody was doing. So that one skit came out. It did really well. The mistake that I made there was that I didn't just continue to do football skits. I kept on just doing everything else. And so I listened to a creator by the name of Trey Rags, who had a YouTube video up just telling, talking about his story. And he said that one tip that he gave was he said, if, if somebody likes a character or if the audience likes a character or a skit, you got to keep on hammering that same thing home you know, until they don't like it. And so just from that word of advice, I went back to the, the, that football skit, which was one of the most successful skits at the time and created another one. That one blew up on TikTok, and I just never stopped since basically. It's just continued to hammer that home until we are where we are now. 
I think that's great that, uh, I mean, I obviously love your skits. I highly recommend anybody who's listening to go check them out. They are awesome, especially if you're a football person. The football ones are hilarious. And it, it, it's so much like inside the locker room. And you know, the, I think you do a fantastic job with acting out the various coaches. You started off with Clemson. So tell us about why did you choose Clemson to be that first skit. And then you obviously did a bunch of Clemson skits and then decided to branch out into other schools. So talk to us about that journey. Yes. It started with Clemson just because I am a Clemson fan. Now I'm not the biggest college football fan, but my school, the, the, the school that I chose was Clemson. I'm, I'm from North Carolina originally before I moved here, even though I moved here really young to Maryland. But so, you know, Clemson was just that a uh, school that I that I liked and I had gear for them already, which was important. <laughs> so, so I used their, their gear for the first one I did and kind of matched everything up as far as, you know, the film that I was using to Clemson and, and, and all that. I even, I did some with my, with my school that I went to McDaniel, but I kind of decided based on the fact that I didn't want people to, to look at McDaniel or, or say, Hey, this is the school he went to and say, and try to like, Oh, this is the coach that, this is inspired by or something like that to where it brought like a negative anything to to that coach so i i continued to go with clemson and then what ended up happening was a company that i was doing an ad for sent me university of texas gear because that's you know they're from the creators uh, of that uh that company they they're from the university of texas so they sent me some gear so i did some skits with the texas gear on and I started to kind of just get requests for other schools. I continued to get requests for other schools. And so I just, you know, I was like, all right, cool. So I, I branched out and I would do another school. And then also people would send me gear from other schools. And so I, I do the, the skit for them as well. And then it just became this thing where people, when I started to do skits about the, the film room, people would send me film from different games. So now I was like, okay, so if I want to stay on brand with keeping, keeping, having the football gear on for that specific school, whatever school I'm doing, it's like, all right, I'm, I'm going to continue to do that. So I, I would get the gear for that school and do the video and, and it's continued to snowball. You've done so many different schools now. You're always putting out skits from you know, different schools, Alabama, Ole Miss, uh, Maryland, Ohio State. Talk to us about how do you choose which schools you put out skits for each week? People send me videos through Instagram, Twitter. They'll send me a bunch of videos and then they'll make suggestions as well on TikTok in the comments. So what I do is I just kind of look at what, what the majority is. Well, like what, uh, what do the most people want me to do then? Because it's just on brand for me to have to wear the football gear from that school. I also have to factor in getting the, the gear. When's it going to come in? What, what's the, the timing of it? And that's pretty much it. So it's just basically by fan suggestion. I just go with the majorities. Okay. And so now, I mean, you obviously have a number of different schools gear in your inventory. Yeah. Obviously, Alabama lost to Texas A&M here recently. Oh, yeah. And uh, so you, you did a, a lovely skit <laughs> on that. Um, Alabama beat Ole Miss. You did a great skit on that. I love that one. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't like the second one as much, huh? Um, it wasn't my favorite. I'll say it wasn't my favorite for obvious reasons, yeah. but, uh, but no, I mean, so 
are you also thinking about like different games that where there's been some significant event, obviously with the Texas A&M win over Alabama or, or do people just reach out to you and say, Hey, I want you to do a skit on this particular game. It's both. And, and they coincide. Like if there's like that game, my inbox was just flooded. Like you have to do a skit on this. You have to do a skit on this. You have to do a skit on this. And I knew how big that moment was. So I'm like, yeah, of course. So I made sure that I did it that night to release that morning, the next day. Well, I will say, so I, I know guys that play on both teams. So I was happy for my A&M guys, even though I didn't like the outcome, but it was good to see them play well. However, I will remind people listening that the last time Texas A&M beat Alabama was in 2012. Alabama went on to win the Natty. Mm. Also, when Auburn beat Alabama in 2017, Alabama went on to win the Natty. So. One game does not define a team, and we know this. So just to remind everyone, we'll see how everything shakes out at the end of the season. It's all good. It's all good. I don't, I don't have a dog in the fight right now. <laughs> the, the Tigers aren't looking that, that good this season. That was surprising. It was very surprising to see how they've been performing the last few weeks or the first couple of weeks of the season for sure, too. Yeah, somebody said I cursed them. Oh, no. <laughs> So there are a lot of folks that listen to the show that are content creators themselves. And as I mentioned before, I mean, your brand has just blown up. You're doing a fantastic job. What kind of advice would you share with other people who are content creators and are looking to grow their brand? I would say the most important thing is, is being consistent, even when you're not necessarily getting the, the, the likes or the, the views or whatever that you, that you want. It's not just about blowing up. It's becoming that person or that creator that that can earn that presence so that can earn those numbers. So that's going to take time. So continue to stay consistent. Like the advice that I took, watch for what people enjoy the most or what blows up and try to be consistent with that as well. And then from there, I mean, it's just staying true to, to who you are, especially when you start to start to start to gain traction you want to keep your content enjoyable and you and so you want and you want people to get what they're coming for so i i turn down good amount of ad money if it's something that i can't necessarily if i think it's going to be too cheesy or i think it's going to be too outside of of my reach to be able to blend it into what i'm doing you know i turn a lot of those down even for like my instagram story as well i want to keep that like a, a entertainment center. I don't want to just have a bunch of ads or, hey, go check this this thing out because somebody paid me to do that or go listen to the song because somebody paid me. Because after a while, people, I'm going to train people not to look at my story, right? So I want to make sure that everything that I'm doing is just geared toward the audience, staying true to that, making sure that I can, I can everything I put out is my best work. You bring up a few things that I want to highlight here, which is I think is important for anyone that has a brand, whether you're a content creator or a service provider or a business owner, whatever. I think it's important to know what your brand is about, who you're serving and what brings them value mm-hmm. and not deviating from that. There's a difference between branching out and kind of going into an adjacent area and just going completely off brand that's not going to be consistent and aligned with who you are and what you stand for. And so I think that's great that you have had that, I'll say, courage to really say, you know what, this doesn't align with my brand, so I'm going to say no 
to this because I think that's important as well. And for me, being an entrepreneur, I mean, so I'm in year two, about to hit the two year anniversary mark of being a full time entrepreneur. And I mean, it's very easy to for people to say, you know what, I'm going to say yes to that opportunity because it's going to bring me in some money, right? I mean, who doesn't want to make more money? But you have to have that courage and that discipline to say, you know what, that's not the right opportunity. That's not the right deal. And I say no to a lot of things because it does it doesn't align with the brand. And the same thing for you, which I think is great. And it's an important thing to be disciplined about because the one thing you don't want to do is compromise your brand or take it in a direction that your audience, that your customers, that your clients aren't really feeling. Exactly. And it's having a long-term mindset versus a short-term one. Like you're building a brand and you know, what do you want that to be in, in, in 10 years? What do you want that to look like? That's what you want to have your mindset on. And you're doing the work now to continue to build that. And you want the trajectory to, to stay where it is versus taking a short-term gain that's going to equal a long-term loss. Absolutely. Yeah. You definitely want to be in it for the long game and you're going to ride the waves. There's going to be highs and lows, but it's coming back to consistency. Like what you mentioned, you've got to show up every day, put in the work, be consistent at what it is you're trying to do, whether you see the opportunity that day or the paycheck that day or not. It's about, you know, doing the things you're supposed to trust in the process and things are going to work out. They really will if you stay consistent and show up the way you're supposed to. 100%. 100%. Yeah, I love that. Show up. Yes. It's funny. I have to do a lot of, um, I have to put out a lot more content because people are, people are sending me so much stuff and they're like, you know, there, there's so many things that happen on a Saturday that at this point, it's almost like I have to put out a skit every day. Now I'm branching into the NFL, which I, you know, I did some NFL ones, but the, the, the dynamic isn't the same. So I don't really, that's why I don't do as much NFL ones, but you know, I'm, I'll start doing NFL ones as well. So it's like now, it's like you, you really got to grind harder. Sure. And since you mentioned show up, I am going to just mention here, because I talk about showing up a lot on the show and other content that I put out. And some people listening may know that I am in the process of working on the next book, which is all about being able to show up the right way so that you can have the life that you want, building a business, building a brand, having a great corporate career, whatever that is, it's all about how you show up. So just a little teaser. It's going to be a few more months before that book is out, but stay tuned on that. So Brendan, what I want to do now is I want to go through my two minute drill and just ask you some fun questions. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. All right. The first question is when you were 10 years old, what did you want to be when you grew up? When I was 10 years old, I wanted to be an NFL player when I grew up. That was my, that was my dream. When I actually got older, though, it, it, I was like, nah, I don't really want to do that. Okay. It tends to change for some, for many, from when we're 10 to when we get older. Next question is, who would play you in a movie about your life? Uh, it's got to be <laughs> it's got to be uh, Michael B. Jordan or uh, Chris Brown, one of them. Both, both talented, great <laughs> choices. Next question is, what is your favorite vacation spot? Favorite vacation spot? And I don't, I don't go on vacation too much, so I, but I would say... Hawaii, uh, if I got to choose. That's a great choice. What about your favorite ice cream flavor? Cookies and cream. It's the best. Hands down. No debate. That is a good one. Next question is, what is a pet peeve of yours? Pet peeve? Uh, I would have to say, did I want to say, yeah, coughing or like sneezing without, 
like cover, especially now, without covering your mouth or like burping without covering your mouth mm. out loud. I just I can't stand that. I gotcha. Yeah, that that definitely is a pet peeve of mine as well. Next question is: What book are you currently reading, or what podcast are you currently listening to? Currently reading for probably like a third time, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill is one of my favorites. What podcast are you currently listening to? I'm listening to a, a bunch of them. Tiger Belly is one. It's a comedy podcast with Bobby Lee. I like The Church of What's Happening Now with, with Joey Diaz, although he is doing new episodes, but you know, I, I mostly love the old episodes when he had Lee. I love I Am Athlete, you know, with Brandon Marshall and the guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are, those are some of my favorites. Okay. And my last question is you're hosting a dinner party and you can invite three famous people, living or deceased. Who would you choose and why? All right. Joey Diaz, because he's just he's one of the most hilarious people that I can I can listen to or you know, listen to talk and tell stories. Like he's just hilarious to me. Jay-Z, I'd want him at the table, you know, to pick his brain a little bit and share some things with me. And then maybe Joe Rogan, too. I think he's just an interesting guy. He talks to so many interesting people. That's also one of my favorite podcasts, but he just talks to so many interesting people and has so much insight. So he'd be... And and him and Joey Diaz is a great combo, too. So it'd be a fun dinner. Oh, yeah. Definitely would be entertaining, for sure. So, Brendan, as we look to close the show, let people know how can they check out your skits, let us know your TikTok, let us know your Instagram, and where you're at on social media. Okay, so... Most of my tags are M-R-G-O-3-0, Mr. Go30. Uh, so that is on, so that's Twitter, that's Instagram. It's also YouTube, Mr. Go30. No, just those letters and numbers, no spaces, no nothing. But on TikTok, there is a dot between Mr. and Go30. So it's M-R dot G-O-3-0. Because for some reason, my name was taken, which I never experienced, but in that instance i did i think also snapchat too it's mr.go30 so if you want to just keep up with me throughout the day snapchat you can get at me there as well perfect and we will have all of those in the show notes too so people can check out your content and keep up with you on your journey thank you so much brendan for being on the show today thank you for having me this was awesome jen And thank you to everyone for listening. Again, if you liked today's episode, share it with somebody else. Let them know about the podcast. That would mean so much to me. And we will catch you next time. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Thank you for listening to Move the Ball. To see more about what I'm up to and how I can help you to move the ball, check out my website at www.getinsidethehuddle.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And also join the Move the Ball Facebook group for even more content and to be a part of the Move the Ball movement.